Some episodes might not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. All that? And you still miss me? takes the party to the literal edge of the world, where they must defeat the Archimandrite, safeguard the living star, and claim their wish. The party must first land on the promontory, the only solid piece of land on the edge of the world. Because the promontory extends from the material plane into the astral plane, it provides a final port of call from where the party can release the living star. Before they do so, however, they'll have to face down a direct confrontation with the Iron Chain Enclave itself. Following a catastrophic crash, the party must navigate their way through the Far Elf Enclave, locate the Archimandrite in the heart of his command, and defeat their implacable foe once and for all. By striving to reach extremes undreamed of by most people, the adventurers will prove themselves to be the stuff of legends. Moreover, they'll have helped the living star overcome countless threats and unleash its inner potential and act of true heroism. Have you heard of Mythical Meats? They're a company out of Pennsylvania that takes beef jerky to a whole new level. Stemming from a passion for jerky and all things mythical and channeling creative energies into re-imaging exotic game meats as some of the most beloved mythical beasts. A few fan favorites include mermaid, dragon, werewolf, kraken, and phoenix. The flavors and tastes behind these are Hawaiian teriyaki pork, alligator Cajun and beef, venison teriyaki and beef, duck maple and beef, or sweet pepper turkey. It's guaranteed to satisfy the most fantastical cravings, whether you're in need of an energy-boosting snack on the go or just searching for the perfect gift. This is the product for you. They're high in protein, low in sugar, and top quality exotic game meats made in the USA and shipped straight out of Pennsylvania. Visit mythicalmeats.com to explore flavors, peruse all sampler packs, and get stocked up on supplies. And if you act now from April 17th for the next two weeks, you can use our promo code LARP23 and get 10% off your order. Go check them out, mythicalmeats.com. Number seven, excuse me. It still dies, but okay. I was just looking at the wrong one. All right, that's Celine's turn. Zabak's turn. Ah! Javelin overturning at Mr. Number eight. The farther one. This one is currently falling into the astral void, so you don't oh, actually see him. Never mind. Okay, so she's going to back up and lob one off at that dude. Okay, she's already 10 feet away from it, so. Celine kind of just crouches down a little. Javelin's range. 30 feet. Within 30 feet. Oh, yeah, within, yeah, within 30. 30 within 30. God. That's going to be an 18 to hit. That's a hit. Yes, it is. Oh, crap. What does this one do? 
Just a D6, D6 plus yeah, your strength. Oh, jeez. Eight points of damage. Eight points? Yep. Before my second attack. 21 to hit. Yep. I knew that. You are straight to jail. Eight points of damage. I'm never Another using. Eight points. I'm never using that die again. Straight to jail. Wh which dice was that? The metal one. The D6. It's a D6 for the jail. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you roll? Cause you did a one. I rolled a oh, one. Oh, okay. Minimum damage. As the back went, it is Esther's turn. All right, are you ready for this? How far away am I? For, well, how far away am I from Mr. Batty and Barrel? 55, uh, yeah, about 55 feet. Perfect. Where am I in relation to the rest of the party? Can you pick, right there. Pick me up? Okay, good. Yes, right there. I've got stuff blocking my line of sight. 60 feet? Okay. Bonus action. Healing word. Myself and my allies are all going to get a D4 plus whatever of healing from yours truly. A D4? Plus something. You're casting on a fire. Which is um, my ability proficiency, right? No, casting no. modifier. So just your stat score. The ability modifier. So charisma is probably like a plus yes. three or four. So I don't think you three. have 20. Yeah, so everybody's going to get seven HP back. Okay. Hi, yeah. Mm hmm. That's good. Okay. And. How big is the dome surrounding Mr. Archimandrite in Barrel? The Globe of Invulnerability? Mm -hmm. Esther technically wouldn't know because the only person who actually saw it was Mercer. Mercer hollered it out. Okay, so 10 feet. It's going to be cramped, but I'm going to do it anyway. And you said it's 55 feet away. Mm-hmm. Well, <coughs> the range on... Uh, Summon dragon is 60 feet. I summon him right above the emperor's head by expending sorcery points to regain my fifth level spell slot. Get him, Gunter! Oh, you summoned Gunter? Yes! Directly above the Archimandrite? Yep. What level spell is that? Fifth. Fifth? Alright, give me just a second. Oh boy. I'm a one trick pony! It does Oh no, he's got Dispel or whatever. No, he has Globe of Invulnerability. Nothing 5th level or lower can do any damage to the globe. I'm not doing damage to the globe. You can't. I don't think you can... I'm not, dam I'm not attempting to damage the globe. So you go to summon and you see the magic start to appear to create Gunter. Uh, the Archimandrite looks up and the spell goes away. Ah, crap! Well, I'm done. So he does counterspell? Mm-hmm. How when his hand both hands are being occupied. Ah! He doesn't have to use his hands to cast his magic. <laughs> wait, wait. Shenanigans. Are he's, both... a, he's a he's a warcaster. Same as Celine. Oh, that does it for me, guys. <laughs> Sorry. So to clarify, the Archimandrite is not a specific class like what your characters are i know i'm just it's in reference to abilities it's the same as a warcaster i can cast spells 
while wielding. Yeah. Well, that's all I had. <laughs> the Archimandrite is not an easy guy to fight. I will just say that well, right now. I mean, now. let's just put it this way. That's a sixth level spell. What level spells are we able to cast at max? Counterspell? Is... No. Globe of Invulnerability is a sixth level spell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, he's easily two or three levels ahead of us. Remind me how I regain sorcery points. You take a long rest. Excellent. Alright, so that was Esther's turn. Yep. Phase Dragon's turns. This Wisdom one, saving throw, please. Okay, so it's just going to be this one, because this guy's way too far away at the moment. Okay. <sighs> How far did he fall down? Uh, you're not sure, because after he fell, like, at least ten feet, the darkness of the astral void kind of encompassed around him like a black fog. So you have no idea how far away he actually is. Okay. Yeah, he failed. What was the damage? Uh, I'll tell you here in just one second. Uh, seven points. Seven. That's number eight. So their turn. This one reappears right here, just in front of where Locke was at. Hisses horrifically, Ew. and between him and the other one, they attempt to bite Locke and Selene. Oh, so the guy who just entered into the area has to make a save. Ah. <laughs> uh, okay. Wisdom, you said? Mm-hmm. 19. Okay, half damage. 8, 9, 4. He's dead. <laughs> nice! I looked down at his hit points and went, oh, crap, he only had two hit points left. Dang it! I was going to kill him anyways. <laughs> So one is attempting to bite and is attempting to bite Celine. <laughs> I got a plan. That's fine. That's a crit. That's fine. I got a plan. Alright. So right off of the bat. B10. Of course, max damage. So um, 23 points piercing, and I need a con saving throw. How's a 25 suit you? Half damage. Okay. Now, between the crit and you making the save, they'll cancel each other out, so you'll just take normal damage instead of double damage. Does that make sense? No. No, I'm sorry. Half damage. Yeah. Jeez. That's one of the weird things between an attack that also requires a saving throw as opposed to one or the other. Okay. So, 28, 
cut in two is going to be 14 points force damage. Same thing as every other time when Celine gets bit, she blips in and out of the ethereal plane rapidly. First, first time she's been bit. And despite only taking half damage, that blipping still makes her feel like she's going to have a migraine in a moment. She still maintains her concentration check. Okay. Uh, that's their turn. It is Mercer's turn. What's Mercer going to attempt to do this time? Uh, you know what? Correction. <laughs> I changed my mind. Uh, so first and foremost, he's going to try to uh, force cannon uh, the last phase dragon. Okay. That's going to be a 17. 17 to hit? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a hit. Okay, that is 13 points of damage, and it's pushed five feet away. Is it 13? Mm-hmm. You kill it. Sweet. Aww. I also need a dexterity saving throw from Mercer. Why? Because it is Mercer's turn, and the Archimandrite's using a legendary action to do something. Okay, is it a spell then? Um, I mean, it'd have to be if he's that far away. Uh, technically, yes, but it's not actually a spell. It's just an ability. Okay. So, dexterity saving throw? Yes. Uh, dex saving throw. Uh, Flash of Genius, that's a 19. 19. Mm-hmm. Just barely makes it. He uh, He's able to duck down, or not duck down, but like slightly inch forward a little bit as this block goes right behind him. As Mercer just kind of leans forward and goes. <laughs> 30 at the Archimandrite, but that whoosh of air from that thing hitting made you go, whoa, okay, you're dead. <laughs> Uh, well, that's what he does. Okay. Do, 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 um, do. So all the phase drag, drakes gone. Okay. Um, Mercer is... You know what? That was his attack action. He goes, you know what, guys? Um, give me a couple rounds. I'll be right back. And... 25 feet into the room where the center console was. The one that you destroyed? Mm Mm-hmm. 10, 15. And whoever the first body is... um, We'll say the exemplar. Yeah. He's going to start looking through to see if that person has us on him. Okay. So he's going to do a search check on the... Basically, he's just going to ride the collar, just rip real quick. Is there a necklace? I did not see anything. That's that's the first thing he's going to do. And then that'll end his turn. Okay. Uh, back up to the top, Archimandrite's turn. He returns his focus back to the uh, back to Barrel. At this point, you can tell you are on limited time. Correct. With how he is, because Barrel's body is slowly starting to turn pale. It's the same color as the original Enclave. Correct. The problem here is Mercer knows for a fact he can't get through the globe of invulnerability. He's going to try to find something to get through it. 
Gotcha. Okay. He knows his casting ability is not powerful enough to get through there, nor can we pass through it. Alrighty. <laughs> All right. And yeah, he holds an action at the moment. It is Lockdown's turn. Lockdown sees Mercer go back like, Are you freaking kidding? What the? Love and vulnerability, Good luck with it. I don't know if this is a normal globe of invulnerability. It can only lasts for a minute. Oh, yeah. So, lock. Um... <clears throat> Let me see here. Um, Locke is not sure what to do at the moment, so he is going to hold an action with the triggering effect that the Archimandrite tries to attack anybody in his party. And we go to Selene's turn. So she's going to um, make a dash. You don't have to yell home, Mr. Jones. Towards the Archimandrite. But I also want to make a Arcana check to see if I know the, the full details of the spells. Oh, I thought he was going to the bathroom. The well, details of the spells. The Globe of Invulnerability. Is that the last one? Oh, no. Okay. There's plenty more. Okay. Or you wouldn't to know, is it the standard spell, or is it modified in some nature or something? Well, because, unless I'm missing something here, it only stops spells. So I want to know... Mm, I see what you're saying. Okay. I want to know, now that I think about this, I'm like, if... Because she knows, she knows some magic, so in theory she's thinking, how well do I know this spell, or what have I heard about it? Do I know that it only stops spells and I can get through and punch him in his face? Okay. Hallelujah. That's a 23. It is a standard globe of invulnerability spell. Okay, so as she's dashing, she's like, It just stops spells! Go punch him in the face! <laughs> Where does she dash? So, 5, 10, 15, this is 20 feet across. Here. Yeah, I feel like Mercer 15, should, like, catapult something. 20, 25, that would be 30, a spell. 35, mm -hmm. 40. The object itself is not a spell. 45, but 50, by a spell. Mm -hmm. 55, 
60. Okay. And then 5, 10, 15, 20. <laughs> Your spiritual weapon's like, wait for me, wait for me. It can only move 20 feet, so <laughs> it may take me three rounds to get it there, but I'll get it there. Alright. And then, bonus action, she kicks him. <laughs> What'd you roll? I rolled a 20. A dirty 20 or a natural 20? Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Uh, Kicking him square in his shin. Hey, how that computer that you were rebuilding for your honey go? Good. Yeah? Yeah, she's been using it. Oh, heck yeah. That's awesome, dude. It's so sweet. Uh, okay. Um, is he doing something? You hit. Roll your damage. I don't have to roll because I'm, I'm... It's just one oh, it's plus just... my strength modifier, so he takes six points of damage. Six? Yep. Nice. <clears throat> Why am I picking up dice? I need my marker. Six. Alright. So she said he she comes up and she kicks him. Yep. He just looks at her for a brief moment and goes, All that for a kick? Oh don't worry, there's more. Dexterity saving throw. Uh, how's the natural 20 suit you? Um, this pillar gets yanked right to here. And she's able to inch towards the arch of mandrake. Just enough to where the edge comes right down to her. All that? And you still miss me? It's the back's turn. Well, she knows she's not going to be able to hit him. So she's just Yes, she can. Oh. It's going to take a dash to get Yeah, up that's there. what she, Yeah, she's not going to be able to hit him this round. She's going to dash to get as close as she can. So, you can do the exact same thing Celine did. Run along the wall. Go stand right next to him and L kick him. And actually, you don't even have to kick him. You have a claw. So, as a bonus action, you claw attack. Oh, yeah. And you can add, you can roll your damage for that. Heck yeah. I'm gonna do that. Oh, 19 to hit. Hang on. Poop machine. I'm getting real tired. <laughs> okay. What'd you say? 19 to hit. 19 to hit? Yeah. <laughs> it's a back attack! Um, that'll hit. Heck yeah. Now I get two attacks per round. Does this count in that instant? In this instance, no. No, because technically this is a bonus action. Okay. Your standard action, which would have been the equivalent to an attack, was for the double move action. It's going to be nine points of damage. Nine. Yep. Fifteen. Uh huh. All right. That's Zabak's turn. It is now Esther's turn. <laughs> oh, shoot. Run away, board. Oh. 
ready? Yeah, go ahead. Alright, Esther is going to fly 20 feet closer to Mr. Butthead and use a scroll of Summon Beast. And she's going to summon... Hang on, hang on. Um, okay. How does she fly out to... at him? She just... as the crow flies. So straight in his direction? Yeah. And you said by 20 feet? Um, as long as she's... So like right Yeah, here. yeah, yeah, that's good. She's going to use... That is not where I'd want to be. It's okay. He's not She's at about waist level and she looks over... Wow! Wow, you're a large man. That's Hi. what she said. <laughs> womp womp. He's not equipped for that. That's not what he was built for. And she's going to use a scroll of Summon Beast. And Summon, right on the outside of that dome of invulnerability. Alright, hold on. It's a level 2. It's a level 2 spell. Yes. Okay. So, what's the... I don't have it pulled up. <laughs> Okay, you call forth a bestial spirit. It manifests, keyword spirit here, it manifests in an unoccupied space that you can see within range, which is 90 feet. This corporeal form, corporeal form, uses the bestial spirit stat block, yada yada yada, you choose air, land, or water. It's an ally to you and your companions in combat. The creature shares my initiative count, but takes its turn immediately after mine. It obeys my commands. Um, there's something about somebody being within range. Oh, right. Uh, pack tactics. It has advantage on its attack rolls when an ally is within five feet. So, she summons, right outside of the dome, a honey badger. Okay, here's the problem. What? There's no space for him to stand on. He is literally on the edge of the island. You summon him outside the 10-foot globe. He don't give a shit. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, fine. On top is the back, then. That's inside the globe. Okay, fine. Right out. Where can she summon him that's not going to... The closest gonna... you can get is on top of this pillar. Okay, right that, there. then. Okay. Yeah. Um, hang on just a sec. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, he's... the best I've got. It says... So, you said... Honey badger. A honey badger. Use this uh, Drake. That, that's as fine. Badger. It's just one of those things where it's like you, you they're, they just gonna fall. Okay. Yeah. So this is so bad. This badger is not gonna launch itself at the archimandrite's face because they always go for the face. Technically, it can't. What? Why? Because it was a summoned creature, ergo, is a magical creature. And no, no, no. It says right here, corporeal. That means flesh and blood, not magic. That's what corporeal means. True, but it's still created via... No, it says right here, you call forth a bestial spirit. But then read on. Manifests in an unoccupied space you can see within range. This corporeal form of the uses the bestial spirit stat block. Keyword corporeal. I will die on this hill. Well, use the uh, the the bestial spirit stat block. Does it refer to the creature as a magical creature? Small beast unaligned. 
<laughs> if it was a companion, I would outright say yes, it works. Uh, this is one of those six of one, half a dozen of the, of the other. Hardly! Um, I'm, I'm going to give it to you. Yes! So this thing's going to try to jump at the Archimandrite. Yeah, it's going to launch itself onto his face. And... Pack Tactics, it has advantage on an attack roll because allies are within five feet. Okay. <laughs> that first roll was an 18. The next one was a 17, so 18 plus, I don't know. Your spell attack modifier. Oh. That's my charisma, right? Charisma and proficiency bonus. Okay, so 18, 19, 20, 21. Uh, oh. 25 to hit. And to, 24 to hit. 24 to hit to launch and claw. Because it's a honey badger, it don't give a shit. Yeah, that'll hit. <laughs> so, D8. And it's on his face, digging in. Keyboard, digging in. Well, okay, so the way his clothing and everything is set up, it can't actually get to his face. It's clawing at what would be the equivalent to his face, which is actually a mask. So it's a D8. Uh, Eight. So a D8 plus four plus spell level, so it's two. So it's plus six. Mm-hmm. Eight plus six is... Fourteen. Fourteen points of... Piercing damage. Piercing damage. Is so how much? Fourteen. Fourteen. And then the second one? Second one. Yeah, because you just did two attacks. No. It has advantage. Oh, okay. Yeah, it has advantage because it has allies within five feet. Okay. All right. That was... Oh, wait! Multi-attack. That's why I was saying. Oh, that's for water breathing only, because this is land. No. Actions. Multi-attack. This beak makes a number of attacks oh, equal to half does. the spell's level rounded down. Oh, no. It's no, fine. water breathing only. The beast can breathe underwater and multi-attack. Yeah, you know, no. It only, yeah, no. I would have loved to have right, taken so that. that was Esther's turn. Ha <laughs> ha! Um, phase dragons are dead. Mercer's turn. Mercer's going to run out. So, he's going to quickly detect magic, see if there's anything magical in the area. Um, other than the ley lines. He's excluding the ley lines because he, like, he's ignoring them. Okay. If he's ignoring the ley lines, um, he is picking up on a faint level of magic that veins out throughout the entire enclave outside of the But nothing lines. of those bodies. No. Okay, then he makes a dash in with this, still active into that room. Well, no, I take it back. On the bodies, he does see something small and magical, but he can tell it's the daggers that they're all carrying. Okay, so again, he mad dashes in with the spell still active into that, what looks like that far room. This room here? No, the back room with the little blue magnet. In here? Yeah. Okay. This is a new area. So... Give me just a second. I will tell you what you see in well, there. Yeah. Well, the, the big question is, is, do I see anything magical? That's why I need to get to that room. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. This Spartan chamber is clearly the living quarters of a powerful far elf. A few sparse furnishings make up a room, simple sleeping mat cabinet stuffed with books, 
and a plain writing desk with parchment ink and brushes on it. Uh, do, 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 do. The only thing you see that could have something magical in it, because you are noticing magic coming from it, um, is the cabinet. Okay, he goes up to the cabinet. Props it open. Yep. Finds a potion and a small stone with very familiar runes carved on it. Okay. Sending stone. Really, dude. Okay. Rude. A potion and a sending stone. You also see a small record, like a diary almost, of where the Archimandrite's been keeping notes to himself. Assuming you take time to read that, but I assume not. No, not yet, I don't. I'm just double-checking, make sure I didn't grab an amulet last week. So, there's no amulet. Well, that thwarts his thoughts for now. Um, I mean, realistically, that would be his turn because, you know, he moved opened and rummaged through the cabinet and grabbed what was in there. Okay. So that's his turn? Yep. Okay. So we go back up to the top of the line. Um, I have a question. Is Celine's max hit points currently well, max hit points healed or otherwise 76? Yeah. Okay. So the Archimandrite turns, looks at um, Oh no. uh, Zabak and Celine and says You've made a value. How can he look at them? He's got a honey badger on his face. <laughs> you forgot that. Actually, I take it back. Sorry. Her max hit points are 85. I don't think it's going to matter because I've been knowing what spell you're using. He's got to dislodge this honey badger from his face. Okay, so what? let's go through this really quick. What is everybody's max hit points? Because clearly I don't have the correct numbers here. Is Zabak's max hit points 90? 100. 100. Yeah, you, you've up. missed, yeah. Okay. I need to update this. Yes, one. you do. Let me just erase these all real quick then. You can just give them to me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Celine? 85. Esther? Oh, 47. And Mercer? 75. Okay. So, while struggling to deal with the honey badger and holding the, <laughs> the tongs and everything, he's just like, Valiant effort. Very impressive. But now you're done. Oh, crap. Celine falls incapacitated. Oh, snap. Power I, word, stun or kill. One or two. I am going to give you a 50-50 chance to determine whether or not she falls back or off the edge and into the astral void. Because she just falls. If she just falls, then she lands right there in her square. But does she go, does she tilt left or right? No, if she just falls. This is not a flat surface. If she falls, she's rolling one direction or the other. Because this is a pillar that goes up and down. It's referred to as the finger of the promontory. Okay, well then, if anything, she rolls backwards, based on what you just said. Right. Into this, and then she's either going to roll onto the platform this way, or off to the edge this way, which goes into the astral void. Okay. Do you want to roll it, or do you want me to roll it? I will roll it. Oh boy. Because if it's going to hurt this much, you're going to do it to yourself. So give me evens or odds first. I thought you said 50%. 
fifty percent of a D one hundred is either evens or odds. Oh, I was just going fifty one percent above. Evens or odds? Uh yeah. evens. Okay. That's a twenty. And that's twenty one. Oh and no! Odds. She falls into the astral. The back re reaction. Can I reach to try to snag her? That's not how that works. <gasps> it gets. It happens. Esther, can Esther dive after her? Can Esther dive after? Yeah, her? Yeah, she's flying. Okay, so a creature falling falls at about five hundred feet. Around. Wait, wait, wait! Reaction, feather fall. Is that a reaction spell? I'm pretty sure. Reaction. F up to five falling creatures within range. She's within sixty feet of me. Okay. And yeah, it reaction slows to sixty feet per round. So instead of falling five hundred feet, she falls sixty feet. Yep. What's I'm up? so glad that's a first level now, spell. Here's the kicker. As I said before, when you saw the phase dragon fall down in, uh -huh. after 20 feet, hey. she disappears what? into the void yes. and is not able to be visible. A colossus. Okay. So, and I go. For the moment, you do not see Selene. Reaction, and I dive after her. Feather fallen. <laughs> It's not Esther's turn. I know. That's what I'm going to be doing, though. I'm an idiot, but I've been to the astral plane before, so maybe we'll be okay. <coughs> to make sure, I can All at right. least make sure she is um, On her turn, she can make a con saving throw to try to be unstunned. I don't know what good it'll be since she's falling into the astral plane. She has nothing. Okay. So is it a safe bet to say that Selena is dead? No! No! No. <laughs> no. She will banish herself. Oh. She will fail her save and be returned to her own plane. Cuz she is current cuz she is currently in the astral plane. She will be returned back to the material plane. Hey, Boom. If I don't catch you. Well. Does it specify where she reappears in the uh, material plane? Nope. <laughs> that's at my discretion. I'm clarifying that right oh, now. Oh, that's, that's fine. That's fine. It, to clarify, it... this robe of stars, I can use an action to move to the astral plane. But it doesn't but, specify where in the astral plane. Exactly, but it also says I can use an action to return to the material plane. It says you attempt to send one creature you can see within range. He's talking about banishment. Yeah. Yeah. To another plane of existence, target must see, succeed on a charisma saving throw or be banished. Now, I will choose to fail the save. Here's the thing, though. You are stunned. Correct. Currently. So you are incapacitated. You cannot move or speak. Correct. I, it, you I, automatically I, fail strength and it, it'll be it'll be two it'll be two rounds before I can do it because I got to make the concentration or I got to make the the con saving throw mm -hmm. to become to shake my hand. And go, oh crap. And then, uh -oh. the next round, I can then catch Banishment. <laughs> I messed up. I done messed up. I think I messed okay. up. Because it says, if the target is native to the plane of existence you're on, which I'm not, you are uh, ah. to a harmless demiplane. Uh... Oh, wait. This isn't going to work. 
because I, I, I reappeared to the space uh, I left it. Oh wait, if the target is native to a different plane of existence that you were on, the target is banished with a faint popping noise, returning it to its home plane. But it doesn't specify where on that plane. Correct. No, but... And my coat, I don't have to use it to step into the astral plane, but you agree I can use an action to leave the astral plane. Because I have the coat. How does it read? <sighs> I... it, it reads very specifically. Well, While you wear the robes, you can use your action to enter the astral plane along with everything you are wearing and carrying. You remain there until you use your action to return to the plane you are on. You will reappear in the last space you occupied. Or if the space uh, is occupied, the nearest unoccupied space. So the way that reads sounds like it's a one-way trip from wherever you're at to the astral plane and back again. So... It's not, it, because of how it reads, I'm not going to say if you go into the astral plane, you can just use an action to blip into the material plane, because it does not specify back to a material, the material plane. Well, I'll risk it for the biscuit. <clears throat> Whose turn is it? Uh, well, that was the Archimandrite. It is Lockdown's turn. Uh, he take one for the teams back. Just take you and the Archimandrite right off the pillar with it. Oh. <laughs> well, oh, Lord. Well, I'm kind of bored of the back anyway, so yeah. Either way, Barrel will get back home, so he will be in the astral plane. He's currently getting the ever-living life sucked out of him by those tongs. Yeah. Um, Let's see that the Archimandrite save himself as he's falling into the astral plane. <laughs> 20 lock gets to right there as a dash action. <clears throat> All right. Um, and the badger leans to his face. Con saving throw. How does the 25 suit you? She is no longer stunned. How does that spell read? Power word stun? Yeah. Because does it take my entire action? It says at the end of your turn. That's why I was asking. That I know. Okay. So she comes back to She's like, oh, this is going to be interesting. As she realizes she's just plummeting in an open space. Yep. Just, at 60 feet. Is there a range on Featherfall before it no longer has effect? Um, well, I can cast it within 60 feet, so I'd assume within 60 feet. Well, no, no, my question is, if no, the person lasts. you cast it on is it's outside of a certain range... Duration, one minute. So just for the next minute, mm -hmm. she's constantly falling at 60 feet. Okay. Uh-oh. Yeah, there's no range, it's just on... on... What, um, what would you classify as a small creature? A creature that specifies small. Not Celine. Not Celine. She's I medium. That. I get that. I get that. But a honey badger is a small creature, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. <clears throat> um, That's the end. 
So that's the end of Celine's turn? Yeah, because she, um, I mean, because at the end of her turn, she makes that save. Right. Zabak, I need a dexterity saving throw. Uh, ooh, maybe I won't die. Where is Zabak's character sheet though? Over here. He said dex? Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. Well, that's going to be a 16. 16? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she makes it as she sees this move up to right here. Oh, and just barely hit. Oh. Or just barely uh, reached you. Oh. Alright. Is it back's turn, though? Uh, da, 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 da. It is the back's turn. I was clearly joking, by the way. You underestimate my stupidity. Hey, Mercer has done some very dumb things, too, so. Okay. Um, on a scale of 0 to 10, 0 being dead. 10 being Beryl is happy as a clam. How does Beryl look to me? Beryl is at about 25% so like a drained. So like a 2. Okay. Yeah. You, you know you have less than a minute. Way less than a minute before all is lost. Still Screaming bloody murder. So back's gonna body slam this dude and attempt to knock him over the edge. With a oh god, that's bad. She body checks. Him. What does she do? Body checks him like. Tr- She's trying to shove him. I got two right. attacks per round. What she rolled to hit? That one she rolled a twelve. Yeah, no, totally miss. Not so bad. He basically just caressed his shoulder. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> it was creepy. Oh no. 14. Yeah, you still missed. <laughs> hey, hey. Oh crap, I tried. <laughs> Do I have any. <sighs> no, that's it. Yep, that's it. Okay. Oh no, Beryl, at least I'm here with you. End of uh, the back's turn. Yep. The Archimandrite with the tongs and with Beryl. Mm hmm. Looks to be right here. Oh, no! Alright. And it is Esther's turn. I died down into the astral plane after Selene. Well, you move your fly speed. Well, yeah, 20 feet. You go... How f- and how high up were you No, I just dash. <laughs> no, wait, I can't do that. Well, she's about midway up, so she's at least 15 feet up in the air. Okay. But that's 30 foot tall. Now, that that platform that the base of that thing is sitting on, is that, am I actually, like... Where you're at, you're right at the edge where the water flows down into the void of the astral plane. Oh, I'm going to regret this. I move five feet and pull my wings back to just drop. Drop. Straight to here. And I just plummet straight down. So, and I a fall speed of 60 feet, right? Do I no, see? Fall speed is 500 feet. Oh, a reaction. Oh, yeah, feather fall. Reaction as soon as I pass that little barrier between here and the astral plane to slow myself down. Do I see Celine once I do that? Um, if you're falling at the same speed that she is, well, the- you're going to be 60 feet apart at all times. That's okay. Reaction, I, reaction, feather fall. Okay, so I can see Celine now, right? Mm-hmm. 
And I'm gonna use another, so I break concentration, the honey badger is gone, of course, which is unfortunate, because when he blipped, I'm assuming the honey badger blipped with him. You never said you shook off the honey badger. So it's just been clinging onto his face this whole time. Technically, it should still be there because it's a scroll that you use to summon it. But it doesn't a... use your concentration. Oh, yeah, so it's still there. <laughs> yes. And I use a, my second scroll to summon a harpy eagle right, up, right below Selene. The scroll. You guys actually went down this particular road, and now i got to double check something. There is something about the Astral Sea that I do know that you're not going to I am really whisking, risking it for the biscuit. What, you can't use any magic in there? No, not that. Oh, no. It's referred to the Astral Sea for a reason. Oh, no. It's I like being in space. There's no oxygen. Well, humans can hold their breath on average if you're an athlete like three minutes right at least it's your con score oh, no. it, it's based off your con score i'm just i'm trying to see if it's suffocation or if it's considered drowning oh, essentially no. it's the end of the world is that something specific in the um if you were to look it up in like spell jammer right. give more information i just don't have those books here hold on Rules, books. Ooh, wait, I have an adventurer's pack, don't I? We all do. Right? That's standard gear, right? Should be. Yeah. That's got how many feet of rope? You fell 60 feet. Rope is standard 50 feet. Die. <laughs> I'm not seeing it in the uh, Dungeon Master's Guide, maybe it's in the Alright, so here's what I'm seeing. A creature can hold its breath for a number of minutes equal to one plus its con modifier. I can hold my breath for six minutes. Okay. When a creature runs out of breath or is choking, it can survive a number of rounds equal to its constitution modifier, minimum of one round. At the start of its next turn, it drops to zero hit points and is dying. It can't regain hit points or be stabilized until it can breathe again. So essentially, you've got like 600 rounds before you go into death saving throws. Is a long freaking time. Astral entering. Chips that have propulsion units on them. Because, like, I'm looking at the Astral Adventuring, mm -hmm. and it's just a regular flying ship. There is no seal. And it, it shows a planet, it shows beholders, a wizard on the deck, 
blasting a hammer, and a hammerhead ship collides with a tyrant ship in the astral sea. There is no can. There is no shell around it. Hmm. And there's technically based off this air and gravity. Yeah, so when a creature or an object leaves a planet's atmosphere and enters wild space, an envelopment of breathable air forms around it and lasts until the air is depleted. So it's 180 feet. We can breathe. So around us, so it moves with us. Does it specify how you figure out how much breathable air you have? It says it's a 180 foot, basically... It says, when a creature or an object leaves the planet's atmosphere and enters the wild space, an element of breathable air forms around it and lasts until the air is depleted. Yeah, so, so how do you figure out how long until the air is depleted? Uh, it's basically... Uh, so a smaller medium creature is five cubic feet. That still doesn't tell me how long until the air is depleted. Uh... See, a creature that needs to breathe will exhaust their air in one minute. So, one minute. Okay, so so in reality, you actually have ten rounds until have, you start to suffocate. I have... I will have eight at the start of my next turn. Okay. So, I can still breathe. Okay, well... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could... Tr- D and D rules. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Rules just, is written, sir. I'm just—I <laughs> was looking at the suffocation in. Yes, because you would suffocate after your your air uh, envelope is gone. Yes, you would start to—you would be able to hold your breath for X amount of rounds, which I have a, a constitution score of five, so I can for six minutes, and then I suffocate. Oh, one plus con modifier. Yeah. Okay. Alright, whose turn is it? Esther uh, dove down into the astral Esther sea. Esther just dove down. Okay, so the way we figured it out was mm-hmm. you dive down into the astral sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, a section of air goes with you. Mm-hmm. And so for one minute you have breathable air. Nice. After that you start to go into suffocation, which means one plus your con modifier is how many minutes you can hold your breath before you immediately hit zero hit points and go into death saving throws. Which are moot, because I still won't be able to breathe. So I'm dead. No, you still go into death saving throws if you can... Yeah, three rounds later, potentially. If you Say you roll a d20, you go back up to one hit point. And then you're out of air again. Yeah. Yeah, so... it In this instance, it's it's the, the way the rules are written is, is wonky. But, yeah, so there we go. Alright, and Esther dove down after Selena. Yep. Okay. So that makes it Mercer's turn. Okay. Mercer doesn't he he can't he he figured that one of the areas or that room had the amulet in it. Yeah. It it doesn't, so he's going to dash out. To where? Back out and join the join the fight. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 30, 35, 40. Which way is he going from here? Uh and then he will fly his 10 feet. And that'll be as far as he can go. He's going to go straight up at the moment. So 50 feet mm-hmm. right here? Yep. 
So that way he's a little bit out of the way of the pillars. Okay. Oh wait, I wasn't done on my turn when I was doing my Featherfall and stuff. I summoned a Harpy Eagle right under Selene. If you cast Featherfall, you can't cast any other spell. Featherfall's a reaction. Okay. And I use that summon Beast Roll to the, summon a so Harpy the way, Eagle. So the way it's written is you can only you cast... You only have one of those. You said you gave me two! No, I said I gave you one. It's a second level spell. I is, gave, it, is this I the gave, moment where in your head you're going, I made a mistake? I gave you a summon beast, one, lightning bolt, and fire shield, and then I turned around and gave you gaseous form because I didn't have it. Yeah, every scroll he got was a different scroll. Did you just make a huge mistake? Oh my god, I might be rolling a new character or two tonight. Oh, well, maybe my Hail Mary will work. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm like... So that's Mercer's turn. Yep. Um, and we are back up at the top with... Uh, Check it out. Moon faces. Very nice. <laughs> now we're trying to get into some nice air again. Mm-hmm. How many hit points is Mercer at right now? 75. Oh, he's at full health? Yeah, he's been untouched. What is, uh, so is Esther. Back? Esther's in the Astral Sea. Exactly. I don't care about Astral. Uh, at the Skippy can't see me. I, no, I'm points. just asking what everybody's hit points are. 83. For Zabak? To- uh, uh, out of 100, yeah. Okay. <sighs> okay. Um, Yeah, he just he holds another action and continues <laughs> with Barrel. So Locke's Next. turn. Locke turns and he is going to attempt to use his mechanical arm to cast a spell he doesn't actually have on his spell list. Oh if it works, is going to be of a major benefit to you guys. Whoa. That's not what I meant to do. Meanwhile, that badger be like. So he has to make an arcana check. Who does? To cast that spell. Oh shoot! I forgot to make the badger. Who? What? What does Locke have to make a arcana check to cast his spell? Let me find the actual item real quick. I forgot to have my badger chomp on him. Okay. Well, it's fine. He's just he's just there being chaotic. Ah, never mind. I'm too far out of the way, anyways. He has to be within thirty feet of me. Oh, that I, I've got the wrong thing here. Oh, jeez. Okay. Tomorrow's gonna be a busy day. 
Here it is. Okay. Uh, you expend a spell slot to cast a spell as normal, but before resolving it, you have to make an Intelligence Arcana check. A DC 10 plus twice the level of the spell slot you expended. On a success, you cast the spell as normal using your spell save DC and spell casting ability modifier. On a failed check, you cast a different spell from the one you intended. And I have to randomly determine the spell cast by rolling on the table for the level of the spell slot. Okay. Oh, hey, um, Esther's alignment is technically chaotic neutral. Would this, um, mad attempt to save Celine constitute an alignment shift to chaotic good? No. One, one thing out of the craziness you've done. Okay, good. Nah. Well, I'm literally risking my life. I could die. Correct, and there are plenty of people that normally don't give two craps about anybody and see someone in a burning car and okay, don't fair. get them out. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So he actually, he tried to cast a different spell and ended up casting a, um, Oh no. Wait a minute. What have you I done? might have that level wrong. Let me check something. I like your pioneer fresh air in the bathroom, by the way. Pardon? I like it too. But it, most people don't like it. They don't like the smell of jolly pine. Pine is lovely, and they're fools. We are geniuses. I yeah, also I am the crazy guy who likes to smell pine salt. Pine salt means oh, clean, man. I grew up. So with he that. goes to try to cast uh, to spell magic. Oh no! Get rid of the globe. He accident actually ends up casting stinking cloud and just what the? <laughs> That's not work. Well, at least you distracted him. Dang it! All right, who's next? Uh, after Locke is Celine, who is no longer stunned, drops another sixty feet. Celine! So, one hundred and twenty feet drop. Vanishes. She banishes herself. She's in the astral plane. She goes to the material plane. Okay. Esther's horrified. Oh man, I forgot she could do that. Because she's not native to the astral plane, so she goes to her native plane. Yep. Okay. I fully support you in this. At some point, you and I are going to talk about Celine. So, technically she's alive, but nobody here in the party knows that. Correct. So, we'll need to figure that out later. Does Esther <laughs> know she's in the, that she has... It, reached like fully the astral plane right now and she saw Celine just disappear uh, you didn't give Esther a thumbs up or anything before you blipped did you she didn't know Esther came after her you didn't <laughs> see me as you're falling and I'm like eh! and I yell Celine well you, you, you kind of got to say that beforehand <laughs> you know what I was doing I as a player <laughs> As a as a player, know what you are doing. My character doesn't. You just all of a sudden, oh, ah, boom. Okay, I'm imagining you fall. Okay, I'm imagining Celine falling backwards through this void. So she's looking up. She's looking up at Esther. Do you want to roll fifty-fifty, or do you want to use the coin? Hey, this is Kent, your Dungeon Master. Do you make stuff for 5e tabletop role-playing games? Maybe it's content, like a new monster, an item, 
new spell even, or possibly you make other stuff for 5e games, miniatures, maps, whatever. Our podcast is opening up sponsorships for your business, and we want to help you advertise what you have and give it a first-hand experience by players for players. So contact us on our Facebook page at the LARP channel or email us directly dragonbornwarlock at gmail.com and let us help you. Use the coin. No. Celine did not have any clue and Esther does not know. Did, uh, Esther's like... you could make a you could make a check. Yeah, an arcana check. To see what spell I cast. Sixteen. That's high enough. Plus sixteen. It's a fourth level spell. So you see Celine and all of a sudden and you're like (gasps) Wait! That was a banishment! She banished herself! I'm an idiot! I'm gonna die. You Uh, can fly. Yeah, but I I'm Gambling on the fact that my coat can take me back when it didn't bring me here. The thing is, is you just can fly back. Oh, wait, I can just go up? You have one minute. So you fall 60 feet thanks to the feather fall, and then it's 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. By the time you're going to basically run out of air just as you breach the... Okay, I had it in my head that that solution was too simple and it wouldn't work. It's the back's turn, by the way. Because that's 180 feet. You've only gone 120 total. No, I thought once I was in the astral plane, it wasn't going to be as simple as just backtracking to get out of there. Well, I'm assuming that's the case. Well, I'm going to try that first, for sure. I mean, you'll, have, you'll, you'll have a few rounds to go... Figure it out. Oh, poop. What's the back doing? The back is going to dash to catch up with her baby and that monster. And she, you thought she was mad before? You've never seen the back this mad because she <coughs> she dropped. Too she big. just any pretense of humanity oh. within her, she's just dropped that facade. By the way, on a side note, mm-hmm. has your uh, archimandrite been making his uh, concentration checks on his globes? Yeah, babe. Because he is taking damage. Yeah, man. He has not. Yeah, the honey badger. You forgot about him again! <laughs> I didn't forget about it. I just forgot that Globe of Invulnerability is an actual concentration spell. Mm. Has he cast any other spells that require concentration? No. Yeah. Uh... No. Because I don't know what all he's been exactly doing. But I know he's at least taken at least two separate attacks. Yeah, and those were both, um, well, one of them, the first one was from Selene, yep. and that was just a standard unarmed strike, so that was like, what, six? Six, he has to get, he has to beat a ten. It's ten or, or, yeah. That's a ten. Okay. The second one from Zabak, oh. that was a natural attack, so she did, what was it, eight points? That's a sixteen. And Still, then the honey badger did how many? How much damage? It was. It was. It was negligible, but oh, it was 14. 14. 14. 14. Yeah. So he has to roll what? A, a ten. A ten. Globe of invulnerability goes away. Yeah, honey badger. <laughs> <laughs> I 
know, you guys are going for every inch of what you can with this guy because he is a pain to fight against. I will, I will, I will take my rule lawyering. <laughs> to think the honey badger, most humblest of creatures, will bring him down. Okay. I'm going to miss this honey badger when he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> you now have a honey badger. You're going to have to go get yourself scrolls of honey badger. <laughs> scrolls of stomach beast. George. I resummon you, George. <laughs> George! I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm she names everything else. <laughs> All right. So I what is George the back? Is you said the back dash to get up to him? Yeah. How far away is he? Five, five, ten. 30, 30, you can get right up to him and just yeah, smash I can away. Just, I can just power walk up to him and smash him. You don't even have to dash. You just you just yeah. make your movement. Right All right. Here. Reckless attack. Thank God, because I would have missed. Please make it. You hate you. Banish. I don't make that first attack, but that's okay, because I got a second attack coming right up. Okay. There's a bump in this. She's too mad to hit him. You missed again? Yeah. Unless you'll give me a mulligan because my little mat was all bumpied up. And it made it keep rolling way to the side. It, it was bubbling, so it was forcing the dice to roll. It was, it was interfering. Okay, I will give you it's your second roll. Okay. Still second doing chance. it. I will use the same die. I'm this gonna... is why I glue stuff down. Hey, I did! The adhesive didn't hold, man! It's still going. Alright, where's that die at? Did you steal oh, it? Oh no, I didn't touch your dice. You threw oh it in God. the lid. I was so incensed. Well, that's still not gonna hit him. Mate, well, 16? No. Yeah, I know. Came close. She's like, just too mad to hit him. Right up there. She started swinging before she actually that's a 20. got up to him. Your strength your strength score is a 15, right? I rolled right? a 6. Oh, that was a 6? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a 9. No, it was a 9. Yeah, so 9, nine. It was a 16. but you... So your strength score is a uh, 20, right? Yeah. So that's 5, yeah. so that's 14, plus you're raging. No, sorry. Oh, yeah, I'm raging. So I that's forgot. Four, it'd be an 18. Oh, it'd, it'd be, be an 18. 18 to hit. 18. I'm a dick. I don't know if it's going to hit, but it's you, because you're rolling you're rolling with a plus 9. Yes. Your rage gives you 2 to your, your yes, uh, so damage. Yes, so 17 to hit. Yeah. No, 18. 18 to hit. Because okay. it's 9 to 9. Okay, okay, 18 to hit. 18. He casts shield, it misses. Boom! Ah! But that's fine. Animalistic ro roaring. Zabak is completely feral. But that uses reaction. Yes. Zabak has gone feral. Alright, so is that Zabak's turn? Yep. Dexterity saving throw. Oh boy. Oh, yep. That's gonna be a one. It's gonna be a one? Yep. She gets smacked by this block as it comes right up and just presses her in between it and the stone. Ooh. She is going to take... Ooh. I'm going to be rolling two new characters tonight. <laughs> no, here's the nice thing, though. You're raging. You, you oh, have that's not right! You, you have made a attack every round for the last... Four rounds. Yes. You are still raging. So that was 25. Cut in half will be 12 points bludgeoning as this monolith just comes right up and... Alright. 
he's about to do with that block he's not gonna like. <laughs> the block's right in front of him. He's wedged in his own spot. Oh yeah, he's sandwiched right in here with me. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm not trapped in with him. He's trapped in with me. Esther's turn, what's she gonna do? I'm gonna use my action to blip back to the astral plane. It doesn't work. Oh crap, flappity flap, flap, flap. So fly 20 feet up. Dash 40. Either yeah. way, it's yeah. still, that's her action. Okay, so that's Esther Mercer's turn. Okay. Mercer's going to start flying this way. How far does he go? He's going to go five feet out and five feet in here towards the center. Yeah, so five more feet. That you was only fly ten feet. Correct. You only moved me five feet. You, know, you were right here. You said you come out five and over five. Okay. That's ten. It's hard to see the lines. It looks like you moved me five. You moved five this way. Okay. And then you moved Can five I see back. the Archimandrite from where I'm at? Oh, absolutely. Cool. Um... That's going to be a forced cannon. Yep, that's a miss. And it's a firebolt. Twenty-two. With my negative. Right on the <laughs> suck it. Ooh. Not Thunderbolt is what I'm casting. Mm -hmm. Ow. So that's 20 points thunder damage. 20 points? Yep. Ooh, Shazam. Alrighty. Dirty saving throw for Mercer. I'm good. That's a 20. You yeah. still have to roll a minus 4 for saving throws. No, I don't. Of, because of Bane. No, it's only attack rolls. Attack and saving throws. That's where it said. Shipment order has arrived. Oh, no, you're right. Okay, so it's a 23. So it's still a 20. Yeah. <laughs> 20? Yeah. He okay. makes it, man. So this block here comes flying up and misses as it lands in the ground right over here. He's catapulting. No, he's just hurling monoliths at you. Catapulting. <laughs> Lord. How many spell slots does this dude have? That was a legendary action. These are crappy legendary actions. Because mm. they still should be using his spell slots. Yeah, man. Mm, no. Show me the spell slots. Doesn't say anything about using up a... This is, this is super crappy. Mm. This guy is a real in the ass to deal with. Okay, moving on. Okay. <clears throat> Gotta get back over here again. Mm -hmm. 
we have a half hour. <laughs> How high up in the air is Mercer? Only 10 feet. 10 feet? Only okay, 10 so feet. 5, 10, 15, 20, 10. So that's 30 divided by 2, so 15 feet. Okay. So both Mercer and Zabak need to give me oh wisdom saving throws. Wait, there's a reason I stopped using you. How? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Well, Zabak failed for what? jerseys for the one. Zabak goes paralyzed. Oh! He's lucky because she was about to chew his face off through the honey badger. Oh, the honey badger would be affected by this too. Oh, he needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh no, he failed. He the won. honey badger falls off of him. Oh, 17. 17. No. You barely made it. You feel something start to affect you as you start to feel like you're going to fall. And you're like, no. Uh, lockdown's turn. He looks back and he's like, really? He is going to exhaust two sorcery points to... Actually, maybe not. Hang on. How bad... Like, does he look like the Archimandrite's like he's doing pretty good? Archimandrite does not look like he's really phased at all at the moment. Uh, Give me just a second here. Now Zabak's paralyzed. Uh, Lockdown does something very different from his normal sort of attacks. Mm -hmm. He does his typical arm pump, and instead of the uh, hammer that he uses, starting to hum it flares with bright light Ooh. and then um, he immediately 5 10 15 20 25 30 jumps runs over gets on top of this monolith to right here and tries to come straight down using booming blade on the archimandrite Nineteen, yes, he hit way past that shield spell. Yeah. Oh, the shield spell went away. Never mind, it was the end of the. Yeah. Thing. Okay, so hammer, booming blade. I'm really glad that badger doesn't rely on my concentration. Third. One. Three for that. And as he's doing it, he just comes running up and goes, Tired of you, Sarah! You see him trying to come straight down on top of this guy's head, of the Archimandrite's head. Yes! Messing up. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Uh, 12, 15, 20, holy crap. So you see just 
a burst of different things of magic as radiant energy, thunder energy, and just the standard bashing of this hammer all emanate all at once and clocks the Archimandrake for a solid 25 points of damage. Ooh, nice. He really, really, really did not like that. Um, the, uh, don't believe hold person. Hold person goes away, so the back is fine. Yay! There, there's no way the Archimandrite can beat that much damage for a concentration spell. Mm -mm. Um, what's the other part of it? Con saving throw. Okay. Mandrite's con saving throw. Oh, yeah, no. But he, he made the con saving throw. Dang it. Aww. He's really, really not happy now. It's fine. As at the end of Lockdown's turn, the Archimandrite re-blips. Back over to here. Or not to there. Right there again. The badger did not go with this time as it was still on the ground from being paralyzed. Um, and it is Celine's turn. She is gone for the moment. Just cross her out of combat. That way you don't have to worry about her. Zabak's mm -hmm. um, turn. She's going to, you know... Just run back over yeah, there. I'll tail back over to him. Get wrecked, MF-er. Oh, you're, you're down, aren't you? Oh, sh yeah. You'll have to dash to get there. That's fine. I'll do it. And afraid. And then bonus action, kick him. Yeah. Or claw him. So where do you go to? Like right here? Mm-hmm. Bonus action. Slice and dice! Yes! Natural 20! <laughs> she critically claws him. Yes! Okay. D6 plus four. Don't screw me over. <laughs> you son of a bitch. That's going to be eight points of damage. Eight points? Eight. How's he looking? He can get around. Just a second here. He is not looking good at all. Awesome. Um, he does, however, um, I need another dexterity saving throw from the back. Mm -hmm. <sighs> okay. Not great. Hmm. That's going to be an 11. 11? Okay. So the back gets hit and shoved back as this monolith now sits really? right there in front of him. Dude, bring around and find out. Depending on the angle you try to attack, he's either going to be considered having three quarters cover or total cover. 
her turn? Um, no, that was her turn. Okay. It is Esther's turn. Another 40 feet up. How far down did I fall originally? 120. 120? Yeah. So you are now 80 feet back up. 80 minus 120. So you're 40 feet away from. How many rounds has that been? Three. So she if went I, down one. She's been there twice. So if I only fly up 20 feet, how far away would I be from him? If you only flew up 20 feet? Then mm-hmm. not dash is what I'm saying. Well, so you were... So we cut you back 20. I put you 60. That's 60 away from the base. So how far from the base is it to the finger? Uh, it'd be 20 feet. So you're 80 feet away from him. Perfect, because Ralephim's Psychic Lance has a range of 120, and I need only know his name. As I have said a dozen times, when you go into the astral plane, it's like going into a black fog. You do not have line of sight. If na- Shimmering Lance of Power, Psychic Power Unleashed from Forehead, and I say, or I say their name. If named target isn't visible, but still in range, I can still hit it. <laughs> okay. Shoot! <laughs> That's a saving throw on his part, right? Yes. And which is not great, but that's okay. Hey, half ha- damage. Even half damage. Yeah. We'll take what we can get. Yeah. Because it's still, still 76, so. That's not even the right place. Okay. Sorry, it's back. You're going to have to make another deck saving throw here in a minute. I got a um, Which type of saving throw was Intelligence. it? Intelligence. Intelligence. Probably gonna make it. Twenty-six. Oh yeah, that makes it. Half damage. Still, you know, that's a lot of d6. So I roll all seven and half that, right? Yep. Can I borrow a d6? Thank you very much. Eleven points of damage. That's already halved. Esther does not see this. Didn't Everybody I kill him? else sees. Even at half damage, it still doesn't look like it hurt him nearly as much as it should have. Uh, so it takes quarter. It takes quarter. Yep. Well, you know, five points ain't bad. At least I did something. And it is Mercer's turn. Fireball. Dexterity saving throw, please. Uh, Zabak, dex saving throw. Oh, crap. What level spell is that? He's already used his reaction. Oh! To do what? He shielded. That was last round. Because he used his turn to get back up to here. Okay. It's a third level spell. But he can't see it. Myleth is blocking. He has to know the spell's coming. He does! You can't block what you can't see! You said dexterity saving throw? Yes, please. Okay. And it's a thunderbolt. It's a th- thunderbolt. Bolt? No, sorry. Ball. 
Thunderball. Thunderball. Yep. It's a saving throw. Yep. Does an 18 make it? What's the minimum amount of damage you can do with that spell? Uh, it's going to be... Uh, it's 8d6, so that's 8, uh, 9. I can do 9 minimum. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now, you have like maybe a 2% chance that you don't kill him. <laughs> yes, you, uh, uh, hold on. Let me double check my, let me double check my sheet, my sheet. You said dexterity? Yes. He got a 24. Okay, so he will take half. Now, under the assumption you roll minimum damage. Which I won't. Then, yeah, unless you roll minimum damage, you're still going to end up killing him. <laughs> yes! I had a feeling that was going to make you kind of happy. Two, four, six, eight. Plus a D8, because it is an artificer spell. Doesn't an 18, an 18 match? You take half. I take half. So you'll take quarter. Yes, because I'm raging! Yeah, that's some good damage. <laughs> See, that's, that's 12, 22, 29, 30, 40, 42. Yes! We've been cut in half, 21 points. Boom! <laughs> and you... Oh, well, from Mercer's angle, he can't really see this, but he sees the Archimandrite disappear this way. Zabak sees the Archimandrite just explode. Like a, a dead corpse, like out of Skyrim, just go. <laughs> Ragdoll. The tongs go with him, but Barrel is is released because when he goes, when he explodes, he lets go of the tongs and the tongs go flying. Barrel is literally withered, weakened, and just. Zabak runs over sobbing. My baby! Oh, he flies over to you, but you can tell he's like... Not 50% at best. No, not even that. You guys had one round left before Barrel <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> My baby! Zabak is cradling Barrel tightly to her. <laughs> I hate to ask this question, but what loot do I lose? What loot do you lose? Oh, yeah, he's got to have something awesome on him. He didn't have anything on him except those tongs. Tong to tong, tong, tong. Oh, dang it. I almost made it. He wasn't carrying anything. He wasn't stupid. Okay. That makes Damn. me feel a little bit better. Everything you could have gotten off of him, you got between grabbing stuff in this room and that room. Okay. So, in the aftermath, once he is defeated... The living star, taxed and weaked, weakened beyond belief, flies into the arms of, in this case, Zabak, and clings closely to her. Yeah, clings closely to her, even as it stares towards the daunting expanse of space. It appears fearful now that it must take the final step to return to the astral plane. Oh no, now, Esther! Here, here's, here's the odd kicker. You have to stand on the edge of the finger to get Beryl out to the astral plane where he can finally go about his way. Esther! Esther, how long? Uh, 
Can we wait for Esther to get back before we let him go so well, she can say goodbye? Here's the here's my other question. The pillar's there. Does the does the monolith take the damage and crumble? Technically, it would. I mean, um, I don't know about crumble. These I mean, monolith- it was twenty. If, if it because it's it's an inanimate object that was a thunderball. So forty-two points of damage. It would have gone flying off the edge as well. So. Hi. <laughs> and this guy's gone. Nice. Do we have time to wait for Esther to come back from the astral plane? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I mean, it like in another six seconds at that point, oh, even she's still literally crashing. while. I, now, the back was cradling barrel. As Esther comes up out of the astral plane, it's right down that last second. So she has just enough time to come up, land on the surface, and be like, <laughs> Oh my god, I almost died! <laughs> she actually did, for a brief moment, start to see a light as if. The tunnel she, vision. <laughs> Mercer was about to go see Bahamut in person permanently. Mercer flies right up in her face. I'm like, like I'm, I'm, he, 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 yeah, because you're on the ground laying there, like, <laughs> Mercer literally flies up and he's literally floating directly in front of your face. Where's Celine? <coughs> she banished herself, man. <laughs> She's somewhere back on the material plane. That's my girl. <laughs> oh my god. Please don't procreate. Oh, I'm sorry, that's just kind of funny. Where's Celine at? Where's my woman? Right there in her face. Where's Celine? <laughs> All right, and then he just kind of floats on over here to Zabak. <sighs> so, Zabak gets right here on the edge of the finger. For a single moment, the living star hesitates. Then, with a look back at you, it joyfully soars out into the silvery darkness. As the small, strange creature swims out into the astral sea, the great aurora astralis seems to bend down towards it. Coils of ethereal green and blue and purple growing brighter and brighter hey, until they got... fill all of the sky. What? You never let Esther say goodbye. You said goodbye. Oh, alright. Gleefully, the living star flies through the coils of light, exalting its new freedom. As it swoops by overhead, you can see its prismatic shine with joyful light. The coils of the great aurora flow and shift around the living star like a thing like a thing alive, as if reacting to its flight. Even as you watch, a face forms within the light of the aurora, the face of the great dragon. The eyes of the dragon regard you closely, but it does not speak. Somehow you sense that you stand in the presence of a great cosmic power. You hear a voice that seems to come from the world all around you, whispered by breeze along among the grass and lapping of the waves on the shore. What do you wish? Now you guys get your wish. And into the conflict. Alright, give me just a sec. I have to look up certain <laughs> aspects of wishes based on what's written in the player's And Esther has a very specific wish. Hang on just a minute here. Okay, so basically your wish functions 
has the same effects as a ninth level wish spell. Okay. Um, it gives you a few ideas as to what you can choose here. Create one object up to 25,000 gold pieces in value that isn't magic. The object can be no more than 300 feet in any dimension and it appears in an unoccupied space you can see on the ground. You allow up to 20 creatures you can see to regain all hit points and you can end all effects on them described in the Greater Restoration spell. Grant up to 10 creatures that you can see resistance to a damage type you choose. Uh, grant up to 10 creatures you can see immunity from a single spell or other magical effect for 8 hours. Uh, undo a single recent event by forcing a re-roll of any roll made in the last round. Um, depending on what it is you guys want to try to do, there are other options. I just need to know precisely what it is. Because if it seems to exceed far, far past uh, what the spell describes, then the odds are okay. it won't be able to happen. Alright, well. So I can wish for cool gear? Maybe. The only, ob the only concept of object that it, it states is not magical. Oh. Devastation. That's not to say you can't wish for something non-magical that's worth 25,000 gold. Oh, hey, yeah. Use the coin from that. Okay, yeah, you're right. I could have something made with that money. Okay. Do you guys need a minute or do you know what you're going to ask for? I need to know how much the thing that I'm going to ask for would cost to make. I want a rechargeable staff of summon beast. It's a second level. It'd be relatively cheap. I mean, you're talking at best, that is a rare level item. So, like, how much would that cost? Wait even if I wanted to be ridiculous about it, like maybe 8,000 gold. Nowhere mm. close to a 25,000 value. I mean, because you're talking... Let's see. So, yeah. So, like, for instance, a legendary item... Mm -hmm. Uh... The Staff of the Magi, one of its abilities, one alone, is Conjure Elemental, which is a fifth level spell. We're talking, like, realistically, like I said, this thing is a rare item at best. Okay. That's not to say there's not already an item in the DMG that has something like that and is rechargeable. Staff of Swarming Insects is a rare item that summons a giant insect or insect plague. So again, I mean, real, so there's nothing that does specifically that spell. Realistically here, you guys have had minimum five books to decide what you wanted to wish for. Oh, I, I know what I'm wishing for. For Mercer... Gonna take a moment from Esther and have like Zabak or Mercer do theirs. Does Celine get the any type of inkling that the mission has been completed? Because part of the, I mean, part of the agreement was 
that everybody got to have a wish. She gets the slightest hint, like a few hairs on the back of her neck, like something has happened. And despite wherever it is she's at, she can just she can just kind of tell. Yeah, the star has been sent back to the astral plane. The world feels balanced again. <clears throat> so. Okay. Is it back? I'll, we'll have to talk for a minute because I, I got to know where Celine is to determine what she tries to do. Can wishes bring people back from the dead? Um, Technically, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Bet. What are you about to try to do? She revised Talon. <laughs> Who's not Talon? Yeah, it's Huthorn. I know. <laughs> okay. Zavak knows what she wants. Esther knows what she wants. I'm waiting on you guys. Do you want me to pause for a minute so you and I can talk? Do you want Zavak to make her wish? Esther? You, if you know what you want, yeah. go ahead. Because I, I need to clarify... One thing for Celine first. So you do your thing real quick. Oh, mighty one. My one wish. This whole adventure has brought to light the fact that I'm getting up there in age. I'm a family at home. Can you bring back the one we've lost? Restore them as if they'd never been lost at all. Can you bring Huthorn back to us? Okay, so out of game question. Yeah. To clarify, back to us as in back to life? Back to life as if they had not died. And if they had not died, they would also be level 9. Because they would have continued on in the adventure and leveled up as we do. Okay, so here's the stipulation. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the biggest reason... From what you had told me way, way back when, the only reason why Acantha did not go with you guys mm -hmm. was because Huthorn died. So if he grants you that wish, both Acantha and Huthorn trade places with Esther and Zabak. <gasps> oh, no. You're right. With how you worded that. Shit. Um. Wishes suck. <laughs> oh no, you're right, that would do that. Why do you think I've been word spinning my wish for Mercer for the last four months, four and a half, five, six months, whatever long it's been? Been about that in real life. That's what I mean. <laughs> I, I've kept rewording mine over and over and over again. I know. The backs. Are we still recording? Mm hmm. Zabak's biggest insecurity. It's her arms. No, it's not. Technically, Zabak is still a reborn, too. Her biggest... Mm. I'm tired of doing the accent, okay? <laughs> her insecurity is her freaking accent. She doesn't want to... She wishes accent. for her accent to be gone. Because it makes her sound like a country bumpkin in her culture. She it's sounds your, like a dwarf. Exactly. In my mind. It, it's she's, your wish. You do what you want. But also, yeah, she's a reborn. Well, she doesn't mind being a reborn. She's still who she is. She's still the same person. Except she's lost a lot of memories, too. I'm being nice in the fact that she still remembers she has a family because that was long before Zabak ever actually joined up with the group. Mm -hmm. Well, 
She has faith in the fact that her family remembers things for her and that they can tell her these things and restore her memory. <sighs> so, what's the wish? <clears throat> my biggest wish, my insecurity since I was a wee bairn. My accent. I can't help the place that I was raised! Okay, so I have a different question out of game real quick. Yeah. Are you going to differentiate voices between Zabak and Esther still, even if she doesn't have the accent anymore? Mm-hmm. She's still kind of got a gravelly kind of rah, voice. What What would you want Zabak to sound like? Just kind of like a gravelly Marge Simpson. You're going to do that every time you do the voice of Zabak? I think I can do that, yeah. <laughs> Okay. The, the face of this creature kind of flows in And Esther's like, what? Mercer just shakes his head. Does Allow her, a woman her vanity! Mercer just waves his hand. It kind of flows in a little bit closer. It does like a micro-sized breath weapon almost effect to where Zabak becomes encompassed in the same glowing light. That's your breath spray. You know, like you have a sore throat. <coughs> oh, I feel wonderful again. <coughs> and it reverts back. What have you done to me? <coughs> oh my god. I sound like a normal person! <coughs> okay, so that's Zabak. Zabak's done. We've got Esther and we've got Mercer for the moment. Don't judge Mercer me. also begins to notice in the background the faintest image of the dark cloaked figure he saw before. <laughs> Birdies in the air. Yep. Okay. With a crappy grin on his face. Do I or do I not have my own bag of holding for each character? Yes. Okay, great. Esther dumps out her bag of holding. What's all in it? I don't even remember. Random crap, rotten food. She's forgotten what she's put in it. You never wrote any of it down? Well, I wrote the important things down. Do they stay in your bag? No, they stay in, a di they stay in my backpack. Okay. Because I know how bags of holding are. Okay. You hit, you hit them they, and they rip, then they, all your crap is gone. So she keeps things that she wants to keep in there, but doesn't necessarily care if she forgets about. Okay, so all this random stuff gets dumped out on the floor. Lots of rotten food. She's like, oh, should have done that sooner. Um, <clears throat> oh, great being. This bag of holding can carry how many pounds? She leans down quietly to, to Mercer. Like how many pounds? 500 square feet. Hold on a second, I'll tell you. Or 500 cubic feet or something like that, or 250 cubic feet. I think it's, uh, Maybe it's 300. I don't remember. Bag of holding. And what so it can, it can it, roughly two foot diameter by four foot deep can hold up to five hundred pounds, not exceeding sixty four cubic feet. Okay. All right. I wish for four hundred and ninety nine. What are the most valuable gemstones in this game? Probably diamonds. I wish for four hundred and ninety nine one pound diamonds to fill this bag. 
Real cash money diamonds. That I can sell for stuff. One pound diamonds. That's <laughs> 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 yeah, about the size of a, a, a wiffle ball almost. Uh, that's going to be like 25,000 gold. Yeah. You know, actually, no, it's probably going to be the fit, like a 50,000 gold piece. Except in here it specifically says up to 25,000 gold pieces. So. You get 25. He he blows into the bag. No, no, no. He can only give me that many gold pieces? He can give you something of value up you, to 25,000 gold pieces. You can wish for whatever you... diamond is valued at how much? It doesn't matter. If it supersedes 25,000 gold pieces... These are these are basic uses of the spell. It does not mean it has to be that. But again, as the DM, I'm telling you, I'm not exceeding twenty five thousand gold pieces because that's more money than you guys have ever gotten in this game. Period. All right. And I'm pretty sure you guys have a crap ton of coin as it is. Eh, not really. Don't you still have a bunch of stuff you have yet to sell? Yeah, but realistically, we're at best we're probably pushing close to ten thousand. At best. And you've already had ten thousand coin at one time. Correct. Back then, you were like, I got coin for days. Yeah. <laughs> it would be two hundred and fifty platinum. That would equal two hundred and or twenty-five thousand gold. Uh, 25,000 gold would equal 2,500 platinum. Okay, that's what I said, 2,500 platinum. Okay, I think you said 250. I mean, you could have a diamond that's just worth 25,000. Uh, it's a little more liquid. It's up to you, you do it. Less you heavy, less heavy is platinum, but a little, but also a little more liquid. Oh, great being, after she's dumped out everything from her bag of holding all the rotten food, all the random trinkets and like shells and pretty rocks and stuff. She's like, oh, there's a feather in there. Picks that up that again. I wish for 2,500 platinum that I can spend in this realm on anything I want. Real platinum. Okay, so it's not going to be enchanted because it's non-magical. Exactly, that's what she wants. Just yeah. regular money. So well, I, I don't want you to... Be. I don't want you to get the impression that you can walk up to somebody's family heirloom and be like, I've got magical coin that says I can buy anything I want and I want to buy your thing. <clears throat> no, 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 no. That's I, not how it'll work. No, I, yeah, I just want real money. Okay. Real cash money. So, comes up, blows that same burst into the bag, <laughs> and then backs away. Thank you so much. Now right. we get to Mr. Wordsmith. Bye, guys. Esther starts walking home. Where are you going? Oh, man. He called my bluff. I have a feeling I know what's going to happen. Locked <laughs> on snaps her butt with a towel. <laughs> Why do you have a towel out? So. No, that's not what happened. So I I walk up to the edge. <laughs> Esther's watching you very closely. Like what pulls the sleeves back, sees the guy sitting off in the distance, which you probably can't see. Yeah, nobody else can see this. Only Mercer can see him. 
in like true fashion Mercer does. Oh no. Double birdies. Dude, what are you doing? And he goes, I wish that Lux, the great red worm, be stripped of all power that no form of any kind can allow her to retaliate against me. Hang on, back up, say that again. That no power of any form can retaliate against Dude, me. Dude! Stripped of all power that turn. no form of any kind allow her to retaliate against me. Dude, just turn her into a common field mouse, you dip. In all ways. This includes, because of the way I word it, she cannot order someone to kill me. She cannot order anyone to come get rid because she can't have any interaction with it. And if she passes on the message to someone else, that voids that. Okay, why wouldn't you just turn her into Wait, like a back common up. house ant? Passes the order on to some. Tells somebody else to order someone to try to yeah. kill mm -hmm. you. Because she then has ownership in the retaliation. Mm -hmm. It's happening because she wanted it to. So essentially, you want to make her incapable of being able to kill you in any way, shape, or form. And she's stripped of all power. Mm -hmm. I wish she were just a common field. She now. is basically a commoner. She has no power. And there is no form of any kind that can allow her to retaliate against She's a dying iguana! <laughs> you literally could have just wished that she turned into any regular animal, like a cow or something. Nope. Nope. She keeps her form, but she has no powers. Oh, this is a slow burner, too. Gotcha, gotcha. And the fact is... I'm not allowing her to have any interaction in any way to retaliate against me. Hmm. Okay. So the head of this creature kind of sits upright a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you just see a single beam blast back past the, uh, the promontory, the enclave, off into the distance, and then the head comes back down. And that's it. <laughs> Mercer holds up his hands. Like, he does that whole little, like, he turns around and goes, <laughs> You stupid red worm! Take that! He, <laughs> <laughs> like, falls to his knees. Hands the air, feeling exonerated. <laughs> Esther looks at the creature. Did you actually do it? Alright, so we need to talk out of game for just a minute. I'm going to... I'm going to have you roll a few dice rolls, and depending on what you roll will determine a few things as far as Celine goes. Oh boy. So, the first thing I need is for you to roll a d6. Or no, I'm sorry. A d12. Here we go. That, sir, is a four. Okay. Then I need a uh, an evens or odds roll. Uh... So basically a D2, doesn't matter which dice you use. 
evens. Oh boy. Okay. And then um <clears throat> and then roll me a straight D twenty. Eight. Eight. Okay. So to our listeners, there is a single book that we were not able to actually put into the podcast because the content just sounded absolutely atrocious. What was it? It was book number four, the uh, the the with the the Oatu and the bugs that microsized you. Oh! And you had to deal with the fungus. Oh, yeah, I forget what the book's called, like something of the Swamp Queen or mm-hmm. Jungle Queen or something like that. Trial of the Swamp Queen? No. Anyway, so Celine finds herself on that island. Oh when my God. she comes to, she sits up and she sees three Owatu standing in front of her, perplexed, going, where did you come from? Well, technically, I uh, banished myself from the astral plane. And I returned to my material plane. Hmm. Cool. Well. Is this the last place that she felt safe or something? Hmm. No, it's randomly. That's why I had him roll dice to determine where she was going to pop in at. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, uh, Well, you are in a, uh, a rather wonderful city that uh, has been created by the Owatu. Um, you, you're welcome to come join us for food or unless you have somewhere you need to be. Wait, 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 wait. Is she Owatu size or is she human size? She doesn't know yet. Well, yes, she can. So we've been there. We know what the size of the Owatu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so she'd be able to are tell they her. eye level with me? Oh, yeah. She's laying down. She sees three Oatu standing over oh, her. Oh, like normal her, they size? look like medium-sized characters. So they're not standing on her face, so they're leaning over her like they're she's their size. Yeah, basically she's laying down on a okay. bed, and they're standing next to the bed looking down at her going, where did you come from? She, oh, she's their size. That's weird that she'd appear at their okay, size. Okay, so I'm just going to toss this out here. They had to do a ritual to make us small. Yeah. This is me being the DM and having a little flavorful fun with this. Well, because I'm just throwing it out there. It, nothing actually affects me with the spell. I know. Again, this is me having a little flavorful fun. Well, she's going to look at her hands. Yeah. She should still be human. Oh, yeah. The she's island not, knows she's her. She's not a Okay. She is still her. Armor plate, the, the works, everything. She just she realizes she's in a husk-like home with Iwatu. She, uh, she looks at her, well, I'm gonna try something. We're gonna see what works. If it doesn't... Is mm. it dangerous? No. Is it going to hurt anybody? Nope. If anything, I will be gone in about six seconds. Okay, well, there's a bit of an, uh, uh, an open space outside. Would that be easier than doing it in here? Nope, I'm getting right here because it. I just. I'll probably just blip out. Oh. Okay. What are you going to do? So, there's a connection with a living star. I don't oh. know if you, because I don't know if your colony is tied to the colony we helped save. Um, but we came with a living star. Actually, we came with a shell. This was before you guys yeah. found it. Oh, that's right. You didn't uh, find it. Yeah, so 
we save the living star, and in doing so, our reward was if we returned it, we were granted a wish. Does this have anything to do with that fungus that tried to take over the island? Yes, it's magic. Were you one of the ones that killed that thing? Yes. Oh! Can we give you a small uh, gift as a way of saying thank you then? Sure. So one of them goes into a different room, comes back out, and hands you a carapace longsword. Nice! (laughs) She's like... Thank you very much. For this thing looks trouble, like an amber-colored glass. And she sheathes it. Uh-huh. She's like, thank you. Well, bear with me just a moment to see if this works. Fingers crossed. She goes, I wish to be returned to my friends safely. Okay. Uh, Esther's already back here. We're just going to put you guys all right here on the balcony for just a moment. She's sitting with her feet dangling over the edge, just kind of crying a little bit. You are a brave, stinking soul for doing that. She could fly. What? What's the problem? So, to her, her whole view, view goes black. She has no idea what happened in that room. Mm-hmm. But the whole view goes black. Some weird visage of that Aurora Australis, yeah, appears in front of her, mm-hmm. and it's just a face that's in a circular pattern, floating towards her mm-hmm. until it gets right up to here. Whoa. Blows a puff into her face, and then her field of vision comes back as if. You ever rub your eyes and it kind of looks like static for a minute mm-hmm. on TV? That's what she starts to see, just There's in front of her thing. eyes. And when it clears up, she finds herself on the balcony. To everybody else, it was literally a, okay, what's going on? Looks away for a split second, looks back, and just, there's Selene standing right there. Right next to Esther? Yeah. Ah! No, not next to Esther, next to Zapak. Esther is the one sitting on the edge because she can fly! I just put you guys on there. I wasn't paying attention to that. She poofs in. Ah! And Mercer sees her. Welcome back. Oh my god, you're back! Esther grabs her up in a really tight hug. She's like, it's good to be back. I know you chuckleheads need me. Oh, I'm so glad you're okay. Any damage that was done to your ship, you get the innate sense that the living star has done something to repair it. Followed by the Living Star swoops down. To, this is going to be a bit of a, a read here. <laughs> the Living Star swoops down to you again, warbling sweet notes of ecstatic joy. Begins to fly and circles around you, glowing oh, ever brighter with each pass, leaving in its wake a trail of glittering light. I can't win, man. Bright and brighter, the light glows until the light is all that you can see. Your body seems to tingle all over as glittering light dusts your skin, and a rising tone of a thousand tink. Tinkling, tinkling, tinkling? Yeah, like the stars, they tinkle. Tinkle, tinkle, little star. Uh, You know, but... Pretty sure that word was twinkle, twinkle. Yeah, I know. tinkle, tinkle. I know, but you tinkle... Tinkle, tinkle usually means go Go potty. Yeah, go potty. (laughs) The stars are being honest. (laughs) (laughs) Mommy, but it's raining really bean. (laughs) 
chimes and fills your ears. With a sudden crescendo, the light flashes and is gone. As the notes of music fade, you realize your wish has been granted. The living star is not yet finished, however. With sudden swiftness, the turtle shoots off into the sky like a prismatic comet. Comet. The long tail of the comet arcs like a glittering rainbow across as its shining star disappears oh, in the distance. The magic of the star does not fade, however, but instead it spreads. Slowly the magic takes the form of a vast new land. At your very feet, the promontory begins to expand, rock and stone groaning as it stretches out into the void before you. Oh. Or, excuse me, before you, you see the land grow as it grows of craggy hills that roll down into grassy plains before rising up again as newly made mountains a brand new continent is forming at your very feet even the waters at the edge of the world expand no longer drifting off into vapor but flooding out into where the astral plane once was to make a new sea for a new land far away the distant light of the living star begins to fade from sight and from the easter, eastward sky behind you, a ray of rosy sunshine strikes your shoulders. The light of the sun falls on the newly wrought grasses, flowers, and trees before you as the astral stars above give way to deep blue sky lined with cheerful white clouds. The first dawn in a new land, as the sky lightens, the fragrance of plants, both familiar and strange, reach your nose. When a flock of white birds burst from the edge of a distant forest. Hmm. The magic of the living star is no longer contained in a small vessel. By your help, it has become what it was meant to be, a vast new land that stretches into the distance unseen. So essentially, the living star has turned into a new continent that now exists in the astral plane. Mm-hmm. Um... <clears throat> And at that point, seeing all of that, a last little breach of energy shoots back, touches each of you on your foreheads, and you ascend to level 10. Woo! Get, get it! Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to learn more about us, you can find us on Facebook at The LARP Channel. Until next time, stay safe and have fun.